This is Kanzenshu, the podcast, episode 379 for the week of April 12th, 2015. What is up? Hey, and Os, welcome to Kanzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kanzenshu. That is right. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening a little bit of the entertaining. I'm happy to welcome back to the show Dale Kelly. I mean, Chris Niozzi Kerberfer. <laughs> hey, hey, now, what insignificant little insects you all are here at Kanzenshu. Uh, yeah, thanks for all that. You're welcome. Yeah, wonderful. to anybody who listened to the uh, the wonderful April Fool's episode this year. Uh, I, I, I felt I felt it was appropriate, and, and Mike uh, let me indulge myself again, so thank you, Mike, for that. <laughs> it got even better when I put the music in. It took it yes. to a whole new level. Uh, it ascended. Uh, a, to whole a whole new, new level. level. Uh, we ascended to the next level of Super Podcast. So, thank you, Chris. It's just Chris and uh, me. My name is Mike Vegito EX, and here we are yet again, another week on the podcast here at Kanzenshu. Last time on the show, Julian and I did a full spoiler terrific review of Dragon Ball Z Fukatsu no F, Revival of F, Resurrection F. This time here on the show, after the Japanese preview screening, and now with the American, I wouldn't call it a preview screening, it was more like a premiere months ahead of what will likely be another short, sort of, kind of, something theatrical run for the movie. I don't know, what would you call this event? It's coming out, right? Well, I mean, they they, they identified it as a world premiere, right. I guess, because we it was... That, uh, yeah, I, I, that, whether that's an accurate description or not is kind of up for debate. But either way, they treated it very much. I mean, the, all the Japanese representatives and, and everybody who were there treated it very much like this is a a big thing. We're really, really like making this into it. And and the fact that like they chose to have it be shown in America uh, with that sort of yeah, you yeah. know big deal event was was pretty surprising. And uh, you know, it was it was quite the event. And we're gonna we're, I mean we're gonna get into the details of it. But uh, but but yes, it was it was a big it was definitely a big official awesome thing that was all Toei was all over for sure. Very nice. That will be our topic this week. The topic will be primarily the event. But then uh, because last week was kind of a spoilerific review, I think what we'll try to do this episode is do a non-spoiler, quasi shorter review of the film. Uh, just some thoughts on it because it will be coming this summer, English dubbed to North American theaters so that's what's on tap for this episode just chris and i we're cruising along we got some news let's talk some news I mean, the biggest news really was kind of the, the premiere over there in L.A. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a big deal. I don't know if you heard about it. It, it was a thing. Uh, we will get to that. That will be the topic portion of our show coming uh, shortly after the news <laughs> here. But in terms of other Fukatsu no F, Revival of F, Resurrection F, I'm just going to keep saying the three titles in a row every time now because I don't know what to commit to. The Frieza movie, the, the new one. If you uh, haven't heard that, I've actually been saying and typing that a lot lately so I can avoid that entirely. <laughs> I, 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 I use new Frieza movie in the tags of all the, I, those of you who don't yeah, know, yeah. I've been doing a lot of uh, vlogs about uh, DBZ related stuff and all of them have new Frieza movie in the tags because in case people don't know what the fuck to actually call it. I've been doing the same thing. Just listening yeah, to them all. Yeah. Anyway, so we have cover art and actually just today a preview video for the Momoiro Clover Z CD single for Vow of Z, which is the uh, the ending theme to the new movie. The cover art is two variations. One is the group members drawn in Dragon Ball style, so everyone's got a little bit different of an outfit. Uh, and the other is all five of them drawn dressed up as Frieza in uh, a very nice Frieza pose. And then, Chris, did you check out the preview video for the CD single today? I, I did. Um, you know, I, I, okay, I'll be honest. I agree with Julian's sentiment about how it's it's not quite the, the most inappropriate song. I mean, we've, we've had weirder, like, we more have. poppy, cutesy, woodsy, <laughs> what the hell kind of song. It's a very weird song. Like, the composition is, like, all over the place, but... Uh, the I, I I do love the cover art and I do love uh, the the video looks really interesting. They just they like they like really went out of their way to uh, you know make a lot of fun little references to the different moves and the different outfits and things. It's like oh okay like whoever directed this music video they uh, 
they know their stuff when it comes to DBZ. So, uh, you know, props for, for sure. sure. And it actually relates to the show as opposed to you think back to uh, Rule by Ayumi Hamasaki for Dragon Ball Evolution. There's no Dragon Ball references in there at all. Uh, Kokoro no Hane, Wings of the Heart by Team Dragon from AKB48, which is really the most cutesy we've ever had. Uh, music video yeah. for that was... Not Dragon Ball at all, and in fact was uh, a play on a movie. Go check out our review of that CD single for how bizarre uh, that movie is basically just them doing Brazil. And then we get this, which is full-on Dragon Ball, so I'm kind of excited for it. I do have the special edition with the Blu-ray uh, pre-ordered, so I'll be getting that in. But uh, we got cover art, we got full details on it, we know it's going to have a cover of Hedgehog on it as well, which was not in the movie, but slapping that on there, so that's kind of... All right. Yeah, uh, I, I got to say, too, I mean, <laughs> reminds me of, like, I think one of the very earliest podcast episodes you guys ever did with uh, Scott Melzer talking about Toriyama draws hot women. I know that Toriyama didn't draw the illustration for this, but I'm always reminded with the, the rare times we get female characters in the Dragon Ball art style. They're, they're goddamn adorable. They so, are adorable. Uh, <laughs> I, I do I do like the uh, the Momoiro, uh, I guess, the Sailor Guardian uh, quintet. <laughs> uh, in, in the DBZ style with the geese and everything. It's super cute. They're wacky chicks, so I think it works well here. For sure. So we also got the full track listing for the soundtrack, which is coming just about a week later. I hate it when they do this because I want to get it as soon as possible, so that means I can't combine my orders, so I just have CDs coming a week apart from each other, which is the dumbest thing, but they got me. So we have a full soundtrack for the CD. Uh, we can tell you that a couple of these tracks, like the Pilaf Gang, um, these are just from Battle of Gods. There's only a couple there. I think it's like three total that are taken from Battle of Gods. Uh, the rest is all new stuff. Um, we'll talk about the movie a little bit, and I want to get your thoughts on the music, too. Um, but for now, just in the news here, we do have the track listing. There is no version of F on the movie soundtrack, so if you're looking for that, you do need to go back and pick up a Maximum the Hormone CD. And this is something I didn't realize right away, because I was actually a little delayed in picking up their full-length album. Uh, I knew that F was going to be, initially was on just a, a three-track CD. It was, they called it a double A-side single, and then it had a third track. Um, and then they put out a full length, which combined some of their EP stuff and some new stuff. They actually re-recorded F for the full length. It's not just literally the exact same thing from the EP. Um, so the version that's used in the movie is the version from the album. So there's actually two versions of F that are out there. So um, huh. maybe you want to grab both. I don't know. I, 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 I didn't even know that. I, I, I kind of want to hear the other version of it then, actually. They're extremely similar. And the the easiest thing to pick them apart is the EP version starts out with the uh, three cymbal crashes. It goes dun 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 dun. Whereas the uh, the album version just gets right into the lyrics. So that's how you can tell the difference between them. Oh, okay. But anyway, we got cover art. It's the same shot of Goku, Vegeta, and Frieza. And we have full track listing that is up on the site. Thanks to Heath for keeping up on music. So next up, more revival of F stuff. We got finally a nice clean shot of the cover for what will be one of the bonus items if you attend the movie in Japan. This is the Jump Comics Godliest Edition Vol. Volume F, which we heard about uh, quite a few weeks ago, but this is the first time we're getting a, a real good glimpse at it. It's a play on the cover of Tankobon, the collected edition of the manga, Volume 41, and more specifically, the reprinted edition when they did a, a new reprint of the... Well, they, they've been in print consistently. Dragon Ball's actually never been out of print in Japan, but at some point they decided to freshen up the covers as opposed to Dragon Ball written out. We have this neon green DB, so they're using that style. So we've got the cover art there. It does spoil a couple forms, but it's news. Got to cover it. There it is. You a little jealous you can't get this stuff over here in North America? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, mainly just because I'm interested in some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, you know, I was really intrigued about Thankfully, you guys covered the grand majority of it uh, for Battle of Gods, but um, yeah, yeah. Eh, I, I guess I can't be too jealous because I mean, well, it's like, well, it's not, not like I'm going to be able to read it in the first place. That's true. Um, and you have us but, to tell uh, but, you I, what I mean, says. I, I, but anytime there's new, uh, you know, Toriyama artwork mixed in there, like the the stuff on the cover uh, with the you know little spoilers and stuff, uh, looks really yeah. nice. So that was cool to see that. Well, that's the thing. This is Toriyama stuff, like the script of the film, his sketches, that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm sending Julian back to the theater he might not even see the movie again his say well it might be his third or even fourth time seeing the movie i'm like 
Get me the damn book. That's how I run things here at Konzenju. I send people back to the movies. And with that, I guess we have to wrap it up with the obligatory Dragon Ball video game news. Xenoverse is really what's going on right now. Did pretty well yet again this uh, last month, March 2015, over on the PlayStation Network. The PlayStation blog always puts up what the best sellers are each month. Xenoverse came in at number 5 and number 12 on the PS4 and PS3, respectively. And its DLC is actually doing well. In terms of add-ons for PS4, uh, the Season Pass was the number four add-on for the PS4 this last month. And uh, just the first DLC pack itself, that one-third of it came in at number seven. So Xenoverse is doing pretty well. Uh, you were previewing in your news segment what some of uh, Pack 2 stuff is going to be. That I believe that's actually due out this coming week. So tomorrow, as we're recording it. So I'm kind of looking forward to playing around with Mira and Toa. I don't care so much about the evil dragons, but Mira should be pretty fun. I do have a little bit of an attack to uh, three and four star dragons because um, those are some of the first GT episodes that I ever uh, got to see. I had a, had a yeah. crappy bootleg tape of those from many years ago, and there's they're some fun characters and stuff. And uh, I mean, I, I I couldn't give as much of a shit about Super Seventeen or Baby or whatever, but uh, the dragons have a little bit of attachment yeah, too. By the way, yes, I, I got I gotta say because we, I mean, okay, I know every news site in fucking town has covered this already, but I feel because we we know the man. We should give a little shout out uh, to a certain friend of ours that made it into the English version. Yeah, we, um, we talked about it before the game came out, but I feel like everyone who's playing the game in English is probably choosing this voice. Well, actually, no, to be, to be fair, well, well okay, uh, we'll get to that after because I have some stuff about that. But okay. uh, what we're talking about, of course, is our friend uh, Kurt Arnott, uh, also known as uh, Takahata101 of Team Four Star. Uh, got to be, I believe, the seventh or eighth one of the two. I was gonna uh, say six. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, maybe it is six. I, I, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those. Uh, of the ten different uh, male uh, customizable voices in Dragon Ball's universe, uh, and in particular, he got to use the uh, the infamous uh, Ghost Nappa voice for that, um, which was just goddamn hilarious. Um, I, I gotta say, in addition to that too, uh, I props to Sab because I, I don't know um, who all of the Japanese ones were. I'm sure they might have had some clever references and and things in there. But for the male and female voices uh, on the English side, they actually had quite a few interesting, like you know, other kind of popular folks that have been doing a lot of stuff with Funimation. They had some other like YouTube uh, celebrity guys. Uh, one of the, one of the male ones, I think, is an actual kid who's uh, like a Dallas like improv um, YouTube celebrity or something. Uh, cool. Mike Assol- two uh, friends of mine, uh, Mike Solasad and Afia Yu, both got to be uh, some of the male ones. And uh, I kind of liked that they had like a really solid, good variation of all these different things you could pick from uh, for all of it to really make it like, yeah, you can you can absolutely customize the crap out of this character and make it whatever you want to be. And having like nice little references and nods to other you know bits of Dragon Ball fandom and anime fandom. It's like that's that's pretty impressive I, I do wonder about on the japanese side if maybe they have people like like mamaru miyano or people like that like more, more popular quote-unquote say you like kind of mixed in there or something oh i looked at the that. cast and i can't say i recognize anyone but then uh, also along with that it's all played completely straight in japanese there's no oh okay no yeah I, I do i do i do know that the one that that taka got to play uh was instructed like this is a joke voice so you can do whatever and they took the opportunity of well we know what to do with this today yeah. um so that turned out good but uh, yeah so props to taka props to sabbat for making that one happen and uh i'm i'm sure all uh english speaking uh dragon ball z fans would be very happy about that oh, oh actually sorry one, one i'm noticing because this is just cool uh nobuyuki hiyama is one of the male japanese customizable voices and mike i'm sure you probably know who he is uh but for those who don't he's link from he's the most prominent link from legend of zelda he's in seven million video games he's in lots and lots and lots of anime series he's he's a goddamn legend so that's that's a cool little one they threw in there for sure i gotta go back to the list i can't even remember which one i chose i mean you rarely hear them speak and i have a frieza character who is primarily uh melee based so i don't even really get special attacks that are yelled at so it's it's kind of silent when i play xenoverse well that's okay now that just that just makes your character extra cool because they barely have anything to I say, suppose so, so. <laughs> uh, and then wrapping up news it's uh, it's spoiler news which actually we hadn't covered um, as early as everyone else this is kind of 
you know, inside baseball, behind the scenes stuff. But when it's magazine based news, we generally don't update with it until we can buy the magazine ourselves and actually do all the fact checking on things. So that's why you saw it elsewhere uh, and you hadn't seen it on Konzenshu yet. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about new form stuff in the movie and is also coming to Extreme Butoden on 3DS. So we're not actually going to really cover it here on the podcast. Uh, You've probably heard everything you need to know about what you expect it would probably be. Uh, It's it's in the movie and it's going to be in the game. And that's the news. (laughs) So this hereby ends our news segment. And we shall now transfer to our topic segment, which for this episode will remain a mostly, probably, hopefully, entirely spoiler free on the new movie, despite us talking about the new movie. So, Chris, the film was screened in L.A. It's uh, another red carpet premiere that Funimation rolled out. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how quite red carpety it, it really was. More like we're throwing ourselves a party and if other people come, great. Uh, I think Battle of Gods did a little better in that respect in terms of maybe celebrities showing up. I didn't see any celebrity invites or photos or anything from this one. Did there seem like it was just the Japanese cast were the celebrities? Well, the only... Obviously- Obviously, the only Japanese cast member they had there was Masako Nozawa, of course. Um, there are actually quite a few other, uh, to my surprise, some other dub actors that flew out. I guess probably just to, like just to see the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, who were were there that weren't announced on the the page? And they had, of course, uh, the uh, Yamamoro, the animation director, and the heads of uh, Toei Animation and Shueisha were both there. Yeah, that wasn't announced ahead of time. Like, and here they are. Like, whoa, this is a big thing. Yeah, they. Uh, they there were some. I, I think there were some film celebrities that were kind of there. I, I think there there were two that they, they looked pretty enough to be them and they seemed kind of chill, but I didn't recognize them. So I just kind of talked with them when we were like in line to get like drinks or something, I think briefly, but uh, they did have some people there, but th- that wasn't really the focus. I don't think that they made it like as big of a deal out of that part of it than just, you know, the people associated directly with, and that's Lana, good. which I mean, that's honestly, appropriate. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, I could talk about that for ages. It's a whole nother story, but I mean, I, I prefer to have the focus beyond like, the people that really work hard on these movies and, you know, deserve the real credit anyway. So, I mean... You yeah, know. if you have Nozawa and Yamamura there, don't parade Soldier Boy out and pretend that's a thing. Like- <laughs> yeah, I know. It's 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 funny. I mean, you've probably seen from some of the panels that... Uh, uh, animazement or whatever. I mean, Shemmel is so, uh, Sean Shemmel is so adorably, like, respectful to Masako Nozawa. I believe there was, uh, I think it, I think it was one of the things that they had when, when they were inside of the, um, the theater talking just beforehand. But when Masako Nozawa was saying something, uh, about, like, oh, everybody needs to see this. And then Shemmel's, like, next comment after that, he, he wouldn't even really, like, I'm going to take the spotlight now. He'd just be like, uh, what Goku said? Like, literally, <laughs> he just pointed to Masako Nozawa, what, what, what Goku said. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so tell us about the day a little bit. So there's a bunch of fan stuff ahead of time. And I guess we can say going up with this podcast episode, our buddy Ryan, uh, him and Josh also went. Ryan put together a highlights reel. It's kind of almost the whole pre-event and then some of the red carpet going ins uh, things. So you can actually watch a good portion of this. But they did some giveaways and trivia and get the crowd riled up, ready to go in. So what was the atmosphere around there and what kind of stuff were they doing for y'all it's kind of like what you described before it actually did kind of feel like a big party but it wasn't like oh this is a lame party that like not a lot of cool people went to it was just it, it was a, it was a nice fun like upbeat atmosphere they had uh, justin rojas who's one of the uh the kind of goes to every convention every single goddamn weekend guys at funimation he's a marketing cool guy he, he does what i do <laughs> yeah yeah he he was uh, he was kind of curating the uh the majority of the, of the event and uh Johnny on Bosch, which was funny because I swear to God, I thought, oh, are they trying to say that he's going to be in the movie? Which I mean, yeah, it was might, really I not, weird. I would not be surprised. I, I, I think the reason he was there is just because, okay, he's here already. He's an anime icon. He's also kind of a celebrity because of his, his film work and Power Rangers and stuff can, like can that. Can I interject something? And it's kind of mean, sure. but it's, I think it's kind of funny at the same time. I think they needed a cute, recognizable guy that can pronounce Japanese names and not embarrass them. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for the most part, from the stuff that I've seen at their industry panels, like, most of their people seem to know how to d- do this sort of stuff for the most part. So, I mean, I, I think that J- Johnny wasn't appropriate. And you know what? He For a guy who, and with no offense to him, because, I mean, you know, not everybody is into this, I've seen him be kind of a more jaded sort of convention guest, and he's not always like super enthusiastic into this stuff. He actually carried himself quite well. He seemed like he was genuinely oh, yeah, he seemed like, to, totally being engaging and stuff. 
Yeah, so he he was cool. I was like, he he didn't feel like out of place or where. I mean, he's also he'd done stuff for Funimation previously anyway. So like, yeah, absolutely. You know, he 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 felt appropriate. He was he was totally fine. Um, yeah, they so they were they were doing uh, they, they had a raffle where they were giving away lots of uh, prizes and things. And, and then, uh, you won Xenoverse, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, and it was it was so funny. What happened was so so after they did the raffle ticket stuff, they uh, they were doing some trivia questions, and I swear to God, I would bet good money that Justin probably just recognized me from just me being at every. Like like a bunch of conventions he's been to, and just says like, "Oh, you you with, the, you with the glasses," and I'm like, "Okay." And the the question was, uh, "What are the names of of the two new uh, Frieza soldiers that have been revealed in the you know articles and stuff?" And I it was Sorbet and Tagama, and I won a copy of uh, Xenoverse on PS4, which I would have loved to have gotten uh, signed, but unfortunately, uh, and I mean I don't know if they were even sticking around to do that sort of thing in the first place. So after they were done with all the uh, the fan appreciation events and. Um, you know the uh, the the trivia stuff and giving with the prizes and everything. They had like some cosplayers up and they were you know talking to uh, you know a few of the Japanese guests and things about some stuff. Uh, when they were calling in, you know, the guests that were announced on the page uh, for when Funimation had the whole big thing about it, the press release. Mm-hmm. Uh, we with the tickets to go see the movie, we had to get online to go into the theater. So I actually didn't get to see the big deal of like you know Masako Nozawa and Shemmel and Sabat. Uh, and, um, and, and Yamamoro walking down the red carpet and everything, and then, you know, getting to talk with some of the people, uh, on the little, uh, soundstage that they had. Uh, because I think by that point, I was already inside the theater, and I think mm. I was getting water online to, uh, get into the theater and everything. Uh, that's, that's a shame. That feels a little mismanaged, because, like, you're the hardest of the hardcore. You bought the tickets within, like, the two minute time span that tickets were available, and you, you, unfortunately get shafted from seeing some of these big name people at the same time i, I part of why i don't feel too bad about it and why, why i'm not like you know because I, I was thinking about that I was like, oh that wasn't well done but the, the trade-off is you know there are a lot of people outside that didn't have tickets and they were just there for like the red carpet event to like see the cool stuff and we got to see all of them inside the theater anyway because mm. they did the q a because gotcha. again I, I i don't i don't even think that they stayed for autographs or did anything i think they were just there and like answer some questions and like you know talk about uh, oh we're very excited you know the the generic kind of you know japanese statements that they give for that kind of stuff so i i don't feel like i missed out too much and i mean like you know everybody else i mean i would not to you know i'm gonna look like i'm jerking myself off here but like i know shemmel i know kyle i know savage so it's like uh you know but and and masako nozawa i wasn't really even expecting to be able to like interact with her because they were probably like you know, really being careful with like the Japanese guests in general. So I'm not too torn up about it. And, you know, me and, and uh, Ben, Ben Diskin, who I went to go see the movie with, uh, you know, we got our nice seats and everything. And, you know, it was nice and comfortable and relaxed and, uh, you know, lots of room and everything for, uh, you know, being comfy and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I, I was a little sad. I, I would just would have liked to have, like, seen whatever questions they answered. That, this was the part where they were taking in uh, questions from people on Twitter, uh, mm, submitting right, hashtag right. DBZ, DBZ red carpet. Uh, I, I'm sure, I mean, you know, we'll, you'll pro- I'm sure you'll probably have, like, a note to uh, the video that uh, uh, Josh and Ryan recorded uh, where they probably have some of the coverage of that stuff anyway. Um, you know, so I could just watch that later. Yeah, we but, get, we uh, get a little bit of them outside and saying hi to the camera, that kind of stuff. So, so uh, it sounds like at this point you're, you're inside. Yeah. So we were seated and, uh, you know, again, it was nice and comfortable and, and cool. And they had, um, the front section for some of the cosplayers who were, I believe they were the extra people that got let in to, uh, who oh, didn't nice. get tickets originally. So, uh, so, so they had, uh, Maskonozawa, Shemel, Yamamoro, and I think, I think it might have been the president of Toei, uh, up there. So, uh, Sabat actually wasn't on the, the, uh, the little panel that they had in front of the film. Uh, he was just in the audience. Uh, I guess also just worth, worth noting if anybody listening was interested. Uh, other people who were there, uh, Kyle Hebert, just cause, I mean, he lives here, so it was easy for him to show up. Brina Palencia, who has become recently the voice of Chatsu and Poir, uh, occasionally fills in for Vidal when Kara Edwards isn't available. She was there with Sabat. And, uh, Christopher Ayers, uh, who was actually the oh. one person, uh, I had some time to, after the movie was over to just speak to and tell him, like, hey, I, excellent on Kai. I'd, I'd never gotten to meet him before. And I was like, you did an excellent job on Kai, and I'm super excited to hear you get to do this. He's like, yeah, I can't wait to, to get into doing this. It was awesome. And uh, it was funny because he and his uh, his date, Crystal, were both dressed in purple and gold very appropriately. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so they came in super prepared, and it was awesome. And there was, a, there was an amazing uh, first-form Frieza cosplayer who I think was a friend of theirs. Uh, that was hanging around, and it was like this, like amazing costume with all these, like the kind of uh, it's hard to describe, like the, the Toriyama like ink lines, like kind of on their oh, face nice. paint. I think I've seen they, some they, photos. they looked yeah, like yeah. a drawing. Yeah, they looked like the drawing. I was nice. like, damn, that is impressive. So Very yeah, nice. so uh, so yeah, so they they had them come up when when the movie was about to start. 
Um, they said a few words about, uh, you know, just, oh, we really worked hard on this. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Masako Nozawa was talking about, uh, you know, I don't care if you're a, if you've got a baby or a grandmother or whoever, everybody needs to see this movie because Goku is everyone's friend. And this is a, a story and an adventure that everybody and anybody can enjoy. And, um, you know, Shemmel was kind of echoing that sentiment and, uh, and echoing the sentiment of Yamamura, who was talking about uh, all the animators that worked super hard to, like, really make this, like, an amazing, you know, visual spectacle for, for fans who love the fight scenes and everything. And uh, it was just a, a nice, cool little introduction. And then, you know, after that, we just jumped straight into uh, seeing the movie itself. All right, well, let's talk about the movie a little bit, uh, knowing that we're not going to do full-on spoilers here. If you want to hear all the ins and outs of all that kind of stuff, listen to the episode with Julian and I last time. So I, I guess the first question has to be, we have to acknowledge the internet has been a shitstorm and it's our fault because we're the ones who put up a synopsis on the movie and reading a synopsis is not the same as seeing a movie and would you say that this movie is the best example of reading about it isn't the same as seeing it or is that too much of a loaded question and am I guiding you too much I don't know please answer me you know what uh, I actually don't know I, I did think about that before because uh, I, I, I tried as much as I could to avoid uh, a lot of them like once the movie was out I tried to avoid anything that we didn't already know from the mm-hmm. uh, manga adaptation and any any of the press stuff or anything like that and it's been tough hasn't it like every video game site doesn't know or care and why should they so it's like everything's just out there and retweeted yeah. and posted and it's it's you can't avoid it you would have to go away for a month Oh, yeah. And you know what? See, okay, a little side note, too. So I was lulled into a false sense of security this week because I, fe- I said, okay, I'm not even going to risk anything. The movie is out. People know the plot. Even, even without your guys' synopsis, like 4chan or just fucking somebody would leak the whole plot or whatever, you know, somehow. Yep. And I was like, no, I'm not, I don't even want to risk it. So I, I thought I'm going to stay off the internet and just, and just focus on working and animating and blah, 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 all the other shit that I do, et cetera. And, and I, I found that I didn't have to. And then two days before, you know... <laughs> Thanks, Anime News Network, for posting up the scans of the magazine that you were talking about earlier. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Good. Great. And I tried to look away as much as I could. And I it just, it was everywhere. And all my friends were retweeting it and linking the article. I'm like, dude, did you see this? And I'm like, uh-huh. So, so that that was a little annoying. And I, I'll, I'll admit, seeing that made me a little pissed off. And I feel like that kind of interfered with the experience a, a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, as far as the synopsis goes, you know, I really wouldn't be able to answer that. Only because... I with Battle of Gods, I read your guys your guys synopsis ahead of time because I thought, okay, it's going to be so long until we and it get did it. Take so long, right? Right. Yeah, it, it did, and th- and that's fine. You know, it it was what it was. There's nothing that anybody could have done about that necessarily because you know Fox kind of made it difficult. It, it is what it is. But you know, but I didn't mind because of that. It's like okay, I, I don't mind knowing as opposed to just having a be spoiled. I'd rather at least read a good synopsis by people who I know care about the show and would you know put effort into this, etc. As opposed to just some site talking about Beerus is a cat and Super Saiyan God and he doesn't win or whatever, you know. <laughs> so so that was that was fine. But in this case, it's like okay, it's coming out so soon afterward. I yeah, don't want to yeah. be spoiled. I, I don't want to so. have a big thing out of it. So that said, uh, I did enjoy the movie. Um, I will. Echo, I, I listened to your uh, previous episode just to make sure I wasn't repeating too, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I will agree about, I don't remember if Julian said this or if he was quoting it from somebody else or something. I will agree. It's, it, it does feel like the format of the, the 13, um, you know, Toei produced, uh, animated movies in terms of, you know, and I mean, I guess, I guess this isn't really a spoiler. It's just like, you know, a, an evil enemy appears on earth and Goku and his friends have to fight against their followers, followed by fighting against them and, they fight and blah blah blah, and then surprise. Right, and Goku someone's wins, losing you know? for a little bit, and then they get new power somehow, and then they overcome the enemy, and everyone's happy at the end. Right? It's it's a dragon. Yeah, or, movie. Or, Come on. Or if not, or if not a new power, whatever the newest power from the show at the time yes. that, that movie came out is. Right, blah blah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it is that. But I will also echo that it's it's uh, it feels very genuine. It feels very authentic in terms of just the characters of the characters. The interactions are great. It's funny as hell. Like the, this movie was like cry- every time Jocko was on screen, <laughs> he was cry. Genuinely, I love anime. Anime does not generally make me laugh. Just not out of lack of humor. They just have totally different sensibilities of comedic timing and humor, etc. Jocko was cracking my shit off. Yeah, Jocko every time he was is on just screen. it's Tor. It's the epitome of Toriyama humor that we love. Like it's got a little bit of the dry sense of humor to it. It's got a little bit of the crude humor to it it's got a little bit of the like uh comedy duo side banter style to it like everything is within Jocko it's just the purest form
form of Toriyama comedy. And it sounds like that translates to the screen really well. Yeah, I mean, because uh, in terms of just the visuals, I mean, like the, the way the way he was animated and like all the little like the little subtleties they had. And there, there's this one shot I remember that just like it, it was it was so quick, but it was just it was so goddamn funny when um you know the cavalry and and him you know the 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 team of the the good guys and everything fighting against the army you know once um once the you know leading up to the big battle with frieza again this is kind of just like obvious stuff it's not that spoilerific i guess um you know when frieza's like at the forefront it's like okay now it's my turn shall we begin sort of thing there's a shot of like you know gohan and everybody like standing t- standing firm and yeah we're going to we're going to you know fight against the bad guy and jocko's just like kind of like slowly like he's doing his battle pose but he's like slowly like tiptoeing like back away <laughs> from it with the yeah i'm gonna get i I don't know them i'm not i'm not with them whatever you know (laughs) like that sort of thing Uh stuff like that it's just so genuinely funny and and that's kind of the spirit of it is just it's it's just a fun ride Mm. like the whole thing like all the moments were great you know people were cheering all the right moment people cheered for jocko i i I bet you good money probably not a lot of people in that room knew who jocko was but but enough people cheered for him when he when he came on screen the first time they were laughing at all the right moments they were cheering for all the big crazy stuff you know, it, it was it was a really like enjoyable experience. I would say it as a film, it is definitely to, to me personally, it's not as good as Battle of Gods. Battle of Gods was as a just as a movie, regardless of it even being DBZ related, it had a great structure. It had a really good you know kind of overall message. Uh, it was paced out really well. This is more of like a I guess like a stereotypical quote unquote DBZ experience, especially in terms of the. Uh, I guess the the non-canon, whenever you want to just you know identify that as uh, you know the original thirteen Toei produced movies, it, it's more like that. But it's like one of those really, really good, really entertaining, really well done, and just with with more Toriyama like authenticity than like ever before. I mean, everything that I've heard from you and a little bit from Julian as well has been like set your expectations here like this is going to be a fun ride this is Toriyama doing what he wants to do and think back to the last time Toriyama got to do what he wanted to do pre Jocko anyway was the Majin Buu arc and what happened there well I'm tired of this form let's bring out this form well I'm tired of this hero I don't think he's working out so well let me bring out this guy and it's just throwing shit at the wall what works what do I think is funny uh uh, and all the meanwhile, everyone's talking really snappy and funny to each other. Is that how this movie is? That's what it, you're making it sound like. And if so, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I, I think that's actually, a, I didn't even think about it in that way, but I think that actually is a, a, a pretty good description. It um, it definitely has a lot of that, like, you know, flying by the seat of the pants. Um, well, you, okay, you know, it's funny because even with Battle of Gods, too, they were talking about how we're we're treating this as if it were... Uh, you know, a continuation of the manga. Right. And there were even some moments where it did feel like, okay, if this was like, you know, another, I don't know, like 20 chapters or whatever mm-hmm. of the actual manga, you know, and say like, okay, well, how about, what if this happened next? And then what if, oh, this happened? And then, oh man, you know, whatever, like just completely like, there there were moments where like, oh, we were, I, I didn't expect that. Oh, I was genuinely surprised by that or whatever. And, you know, everything was treated kind of like, in that sort of way, uh, that, again, it, it's, it goes back to that sort of feel of authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line, I mean, it's, it's like maybe dumbed down as a sound, but it, it's accurate. It, it, it just comes down to it was entertaining, you know? It was just, again, all, all the people were cheering at all the right moments of, like, you know, when something badass or cool or great would happen. Everybody was laughing at the right moments when something gen- genuinely funny was going on. Um, you know, yeah, the, the performances were great. The, the visuals, like the, God damn. Well, let's talk about that. So tell me about the animation. That was something that Julian said was a big highlight, uh, specifically with, um, all the, the earthlings and, and their fights. Would you agree with that? 100%. I I would actually say, you know what? Little side note too. Um, as Mike was plucking on the last episode, I was doing these, um, these curb logs, uh, my, my little vlog YouTube series. And uh, Ben Diskin and I, who went to see the movie with me, he he uh, and I recorded well, as soon as we got back home our reactions to mm-hmm. the uh, the movie in general. And that one uh, will be coming out on Tuesday the fourteenth on my YouTube channel. I'm not sure when this uh, episode's going to go up, but um, yeah. So we we talked about it, and I and I said on there to just kind of echo in here again that uh, the big fight scene of uh, you know. Earth Special Forces, the Z Fighters, the our, our heroes versus the Frieza Army. That was my favorite part of the movie, and that's not to say that I didn't also enjoy, you know, of course, the big battle with Frieza. That was also fantastic. Had great uh, animation, but 
the um the 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 battle between the army and our heroes uh you know gohan and everybody Mm -hmm. just yeah the choreography was like insane and like again every everybody got like a cool badass little moment uh you know to do something funny or just just do something you know cool looking and everybody got to use one of their special moves and stuff and and there were just again like kind of like with that the little joke i mentioned about jocko like there were just these little touches these little tiny like Subtle things that would pop around, um, you know, Julian mentioned in, in his uh, synopsis, um, the, uh, when, when, um, Android 18 has her quick little scene before, uh, Krillin goes off to join the cavalry. Uh, you know, he flies off, you know, like, I'm gonna go save the world. And she's just like, oh, so cool. <laughs> like, you know, I'm <laughs> just like, that's amazing. Just that. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't know if Julian, if Julian didn't tell you about this already, I, I'm incredibly surprised, but, Probably one of the the just goddamn most clever things, and and I'm so happy that it's also gonna work perfectly in the English version also, and everybody cheered at this. So Krillin is arresting um the uh, oh no two. don't don't spoil it I know what it is okay yeah. okay okay I'll just say I'll just say Krillin's ringtone is hilarious yes. that's all I'll say when you see it you will if you if you get it you get it and it's hilarious it's wonderful it's so yes good. and everybody loved it too so we we're talking about the animation uh, I did want to cycle back to the music as well we have yes. Uh, yes. yet another score from Norihito Sumitomo who debuted with Battle of Gods went on to do the Majin Buu arc of Kai with about two dollars to his name and now we're back over here with a theatrical score and some money and some people helping them out how would you say it compares to battle of gods and how does it compared to like the the grander world of dragon ball music um i would say it's uh it was about the same sort of like deal as battle of gods it was like okay you know this this is this is fitting. It's not like anything to like write home about mm-hmm. necessarily or whatever, but uh, it, it worked for the atmosphere. There wasn't anything like inappropriate or out of place or anything like that. Um, you know, it, it certainly didn't have the same kind of, um, I mean, I don't know. It, nothing really has the same kind of, like, I remember these melodies like with uh, Kikuchi's music, mm-hmm. etc. You know, but uh, it, it, it was fine. I guess it was just like not a major highlight. More, more of the musical highlight was the use of like, obviously, uh, uh, you know, F, which uh, I think both of the places that they used to work totally well for it as well. Gotcha. And uh, I, I was kind of hoping everybody in the theater would do the the, the freeze, a freeze, a thing. But uh, I don't think too many people w- were familiar with the song necessarily, so they didn't all do that. Yeah, you're a couple levels of fandom deep when you get to that. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, maybe just because like it was in the trailer, and I thought, yeah. oh, maybe people would look it up. I, actually, kind of interestingly enough, too, th- this this kind of goes into the animation bit, but this this has to do with the music specifically. Um, I'm sure people who do know. The song they've probably seen the the i guess it's would you call it an amv or a mad or whatever you want to i mean d- describe that mad generally refers to japanese music videos more with motion graphics than with straight up editing but it's just yeah japanese anime music video sure okay yeah so so either way you, folks have probably seen that video that's like you know it kind of summarizes the big battle with frieza it's got some uh, manga scans yeah it's like the one most popular one the first one that got made exactly yeah so so people have probably seen that they i don't want to say that they like they they like necessarily took influence from that, but they did some similar sort of things as I was hoping they would be where like they would sync like shots and things happening. Um, there were obviously, uh, you know, the, the, the lyrics are not necessarily lining up with, uh, you know, what's happening on screen because they're talking about things that happened like in the Namekian, uh, and Frieza general sort of storyline with characters that aren't uh, alive anymore. Um, you know, people like Zarbon and Raditz and Dodoria, et cetera. Right. But, um, I remember the, the part that's kind of like the build up just before the chorus where it's like, you know, that whole bit is like everybody in the spaceship, like, uh, like it's, it's rumbling because like he's coming out oh, and all the scouters are cracking and like, oh man, oh, he's coming, he's coming. And then the chorus was, uh, you know, the, the, um, the healing tank breaking open and the, dramatic shots of him like stepping on the thing and then the he's there and then they go right back into talking again so that was really effective for um the because i I love that sort of stuff i I try to do some stuff like that myself with just like timing and tone and mood and atmosphere yeah yeah it's it's almost like a little music video-esque thing like in the middle of the movie which i i I think those kind of moments and especially in animated films can be really cool the second use of it was uh didn't didn't quite have as much of the same kind of sync stuff but like it it, it, but it did fit the uh because that was kind of like uh, not, not the climax, but like really in the midst of the big battle with Frieza, where like you know, okay, yeah, we're really like, yeah, you know, this is like the like super intense. We're like at our max and, and doing everything we can with this and everything. 
And um, I do want to say real quick, sorry to keep looking, looping back to the animation. Um, something I actually did disagree with on Julian, and I, and I guess you'll probably have to judge for yourself when you see it. Um, so I, I understood a lot of people were kind of like, eh, about the CG in Battle of Gods. And it, it did look a little weird, but it, was, it wasn't so obnoxious. Interestingly enough, there was actually a lot more CG in this but it 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 didn't feel out of place, and the reason it it didn't is because they they use this kind of uh, I'm gonna go into I'm gonna try to be as ungeeky with the animation terms as possible. Um, basically, for say when like the camera would be like you know rotate like these really like epic shots of like you know circling 360 degrees yep. around them as they're like doing the super you know quick punching and everything, and then there'd be like like a like a, a punch to the face where something like Goku or Frieza would punch each other or whatever and be like you know like pushing up against their face or whatever. When when it would settle on that pose, it would go back to 2D. So I think they might have even like traced over the 3D models and like made them into frames or something like that just to like kind of better because the 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 choreography was much more like in depth and detailed than I would say maybe even any fight scene that's ever been in like the show itself or maybe even the other movies for all I can remember. Um, it was just like very, very specific and, uh, which I liked cause, um, you know, uh, Weiss, I mean, it's not spoiled that Weiss is in, Weiss and Beerus are in the movie, but <laughs> they're on the poster. About, Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Weiss talks about specific things relating to martial arts, uh, which I appreciated to kind of cement the fact that he is a master of, of, you know, of the art of fighting in, in, in that way. Uh, you know, and the whole universe for all we know. And, um, and the fact that they, you know, not only carried that, but they, they kind of like really made good use of that in all of the different fights, uh, even with just like, you know, oh, here's a key blast and here's this and that or whatever. Like, it was just very creative, inventive, like, varied use with everything that was happening with it. And I liked it a lot. It was, it was never like, um, I think the only time that it was ever maybe like, you know, getting a little too long was like the overall Frieza fight. There were a couple points. Where I'm like, all right, all right. You know, what what next? You know, we get it. Yeah, um, but, it, but even then, it was yeah. yeah. But it, it wasn't like you know, oh, I'm getting bored with this or oh, I'm falling asleep yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it was all still like like engaging for the most part. So all right. Well, I want to talk characters, and I hate to keep comparing it to Julian's review, but that's what I have to go off of, and I want to do it spoiler free over here. So I kind of want to recap some of the same stuff. Um, Julian really talked about the interaction between the characters and the vocal performances really carrying the movie. I want to get your take on that. Sure, uh, I would agree. I think. Uh, I mean, they're always fantastic, but Ryusei Nakao, God, I could, he was probably having a goddamn field day with this movie of just how all over the place Frieza got to be. There's, um, there's a particular moment, um, where just Frieza has to be like, and I, I won't spoil what it is because it's actually a pretty cool part, but just basically he gets to be just like really dramatic, really like screaming, like, you know, kind of intense kind of stuff that I, I maybe even might have been more intense than uh, you know when Frieza has his big breakdown in the show when he's just like no like I can't accept you know Goku's mm-hmm. just kind of like yeah no I'm done um, that that I loved and uh, uh, Masako Nozawa and Ryo Horikawa I mean the two of them were doing a great job of like cracking me up and um, you know and and being really just badass with some of their like more cooler moments throughout the movie mm-hmm. and um, I can tell they uh, they went a little more balls to the walls with the the screaming and fight noises compared to like when they're doing DBZ Kai where like I mean you can tell that they're you can tell that people are maybe phoning it in a little bit even Nakao and Kai I always have this one comparison I, I think I keep as an mp3 uploaded somewhere of uh-huh. Nakao's performance in I think it's DBZ 95 uh, or maybe it's 94. No, I'm pretty sure it's 95 where he really lets it loose and his voice cracks a little bit. And then the Kai performance of the same thing is just more a straight haughty delivery of the line without any like real emotion behind it. So I kind of felt like Nakao. I mean, I didn't really watch the entirety of Kai and even in Japanese. So, I mean, just spot checking it. It felt like a little toned down uh, from the sounds of it. That's not the case here in the movie where they like went for it and they nailed what they went for. Oh, yeah. I know there were some really intense uh, moments with with really everybody. Um, uh, Gohan and, uh, and and the crew also got some cool stuff as well. Um, the the uh, the special guests. Uh, I, I got to say, I actually really liked. Uh, is it Shiro Sato? I believe his name is who did uh, Sorbet. Uh, he was um, definitely a, a very different kind of voice that I was expecting. I was kind of picturing something a little more like Bobbity, I guess, just because of the character design. But uh, he was quite low and was like sort of down here with his uh, mm. his general kind of thing. And and uh, Kazuya Nakai as um uh was uh, was also much higher. He actually kind of sounded like Frieza at times. I didn't realize how. Uh, 
how similar uh, Kazuya Nakai and Ryusei Nakao can actually sound similar to each other is a little strange. Uh, and, and tell me, who uh, do you know offhand? Like, who is the voice of Jocko? Uh, Natsuki Hanae, who's apparently okay. like someone who's in a bunch of stuff lately. Okay, I, I'm not familiar with his, with his other work, but... Uh, oh my he god, was, uh, born he 1991. Was... These kids, these kids are voice acting. Wait, oh really? Oh, oh my, oh wow, that's that's really bizarre. Okay, well he was, he was really good. Yeah. He was... Uh, he he reminds me of uh, he reminds me of a, an actor that I've worked with. This guy Edwin Tiong. If any of you guys are familiar with my animation, you've heard of him in like everything I've ever worked on. But he has this sort of like yes, haha, I am a super elite. I am sort of Asian esque, even though I am an alien. Yes, haha, sort of thing. And then it was it was really cute and like it made his like comedic delivery just hilarious. Like he he was uh, he was definitely a big highlight. Like he really helped accentuate the the jokes with him and everything. I guess I can say um, people pointed out to me that they've. Um, just extracting from some of the Xenoverse DLC data, um, which is a great way to learn about things ahead of time, is is, is his name, uh, forgive me, I don't know, dub voice hatchers. Is it Hackerborn? Is that the name of the dude? Todd, Todd Habercorn, Habercorn. Who recently, he's recently taken over as, uh, thank thank God, by the way, for, uh, well, ma- mainly because they changed the, the voice in general. He's, uh, he's now Android 19 in most of the... Uh, Video games and Kai and everything, gotcha. and he was also uh, Tarble in right, right. Uh, the in, in the in one of the video games. Um, I can say, as a person who was totally jealous because I would have loved a shot at auditioning for Jocko, Todd is pretty much the perfect vocal equivalent and actor equivalent for Jocko. So he that character, I can say already is in good hands if they'll be keeping him, which I'm sure they probably will be keeping him for the movie. I have to imagine. I mean, similar to um, Battle of Gods, I mean, they had to cast Spears and Weiss for a video game before they had to cast him for the movie. Um, And I'm pretty sure we talked about this with Sabbath with our our brief little interview leading up to the Battle of Gods dub premiere. Uh, You know, they know that if someone's in a video game and they're going to be in a movie, like it's someone they need to use long term. So it's got to be someone that's reliable, but also really good at establishing a new character in English. we got to do it right from the start so yeah i've got full faith that it's probably going to be great in english oh completely yeah and, and i've heard just a little bit of his performance and he, just, he sounds like he's already got a good handle on him i'm very curious about uh what kind of direction who they might go with um for uh for sorbet and um sorbet tagama. And, and, Tag- yeah, yeah. And, and tagama as well what was interesting kind of on the same note with uh, with xenoverse uh because there's so many like really amazing actors that have that have come into like you know the, the main fold of people at funny over the last like you know, even just like the last couple of years, honestly, that uh, have probably been chomping at the bit to do like a, a new, like actual named character right. in a Dragon Ball production. We had, uh, we finally completed, I think we have all of the Straw Hat actors now in, uh, in the DBZ universe. <laughs> Ste- Ste- Stephanie over. Young, who do, yeah, Stephanie Young, who does, uh, Robin on the, the Funimation's One Piece dub. She got to be, uh, Toa. J-, uh, J. Michael Tatum, who recently took over for Zarbon, was Mira, and then Josh Greeley was Demigra. So I'm I'm really curious about like, oh, you know, who's going to get brought into the fold, or uh, you know, for for these two guys, they'll at least show up in more video games. Maybe we'll get an animated feature at some point. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So where else do we want to go with this? I mean, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of sticking with, like you said, even on your own videos that you're doing on your YouTube channel. What do we already know going into it without going into future spoilers? I think we've stuck pretty close. To that i'm hoping people are pretty okay with everything we've talked about is there anything else about the movie i mean we've talked about animation we talked about music we talked about voices we talked about the tone it being a fun ride comparison to previous movies how would you wrap up your uh, your initial thoughts on seeing the movie for the first time subtitled ahead of its wide Japanese release even. I would say, uh, and you know, I, I guess I could understand the lower your expectations sort of thing. I wouldn't, e- I personally wouldn't even think it's, it's a matter of that. I think it's more, um, it, it's again, it's a more stereotypical, I put big quotation marks on that, uh, DBZ kind of experience. Uh, because again, I, I just felt the battle of gods was, was like as a movie is just a really good movie. This is also a good Dragon Ball Z movie. I would still absolutely, even though I liked Battle of Gods more, I would absolutely still recommend this to any DBZ fan because it is absolutely enjoyable. And especially if like if you're if you're just into the series in general and you know these characters really well and you want to see another little fun adventure with some cool battles and stuff, like it's it's a just it's just an enjoyable ride. Like it's it's definitely like worth seeing. I would I would say anybody could, should go check it out. Uh, I, 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 I and I'm and I'm being like totally blunt about that. I'm not like 
man, no, this movie wasn't really that good. They could have done better. I'll just wait for the next one. It's like, no, like it, it is definitely worth seeing for, for anybody. Yeah, I mean, we have Battle of Gods. You want an expanding universe with new characters? Well, that's at the stage. We've got Revival of F over here. That's going to be like another fun brawl of a movie. Great. Maybe we'll get something that ties them together. Maybe we'll get something that's this other third pillar of Dragon Ball entirely. Maybe we won't get anything else ever again. We don't know. But I think it's okay for them to be different things. And the fact that Toriyama's here and other staff are here, everyone's all together, that alone makes me happy. And I think that's what Toriyama would really want. I mean, everything we've heard from him has been like, try not to think too hard about it please. Yeah, you know what? Actually, okay, on that note here, I am going to spoil something because it's not a big fucking deal and it shouldn't be. Gohan goes Super Saiyan in the movie. <laughs> he just goes Super Saiyan whatever. There's a line about oh, I haven't been training in a really long time but I think I can go. Su- still, I can still go Super Saiyan. It's literally as cut and dry as that, so everybody shut the fuck up. Please. <laughs> Christ's sake. It's not a bit. This, if that's really what it is, that if that's what you're thinking. Okay, you know what? And I'll even see, I say this too, without dipping too far into it, the new forms in general, whatever you know about them, yes, they're whatever, it's not important. It's not a big deal. That's it's like, not yes, what's important this, about this movie is what you're saying? Like, that's not what no, you need it's, to go No, it's in really with. not. Okay, yeah, if, if, you, if you want to be really pessimistic, it's like, oh, logically, whoa, that doesn't make any sense or whatever. And, and even, like, stepping outside of the, the universe of the show, they're probably just there to be like, here's more DLC for the video games. Here's more toys for this character and this character or whatever. That's probably really why that's a thing in there in the first place. So you are saying go into it being cynical. <laughs> no, I don't think you should be cynical. I'm saying that, like, that's not okay if if that's what you enjoy dragon ball for then you know what yeah i'll say that then then maybe you won't even enjoy the movie inherently but you know what like if if all you care about is that well gohan if you're still on the train of gohan will blow up the planet if you go super saiyan then it's like first of all fuck you second of all like second of all it, that's not what Dragon Ball in general is supposed to be about. I just feel like that, that's, that's a whole nother even thing, and I, I, I don't want to rant too long about that. But no, I don't think it is, it is a matter of like pessimism. I'm saying that like, it's not a big deal. It's just like, those things are in there to be like, this is a cool moment where, you know, this happens with this character, and it's like, okay, and now we're gonna continue on, and we're gonna, we're gonna do the thing, we're gonna have a battle, and it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be entertaining and fun, and you're gonna, you just like, enjoy the ride. It's, it's like that. If you go back to the manga, that's really what a lot of it was. Like, I did this because this was a cool moment for this character, and oh, whoops, only eight months passed between the first wish and the second wish. Like, that early in the series is already continuity errors. So if you can get past that, you can get past anything. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, and look, I, I'm I'm about as hardcore as, as anybody on the site or whatever. And I, and I get and I understand there are some frustrations because I did have some other fr- Okay, like, from a filmmaking perspective. There were other things like morally and, and like, you know, and maybe writing wise and pacing wise or whatever that I would have done differently like in terms mm-hmm. of making it a better movie, but that also doesn't make the movie bad at all. Or and it certainly did not make it unentertaining. Like, you know, it's no, it's it's certainly not perfect. But I think that the transformations and those new things are not a weakness of the movie. They're just they're part of what it is. I, I would again I, I would even say it comes back to that as you just pointed out perfectly about the continuity errors that have been there since the goddamn beginning. You know, it's just that's that's more stereotypical Dragon Ball. It, it's perfectly consistent with the rest <laughs> it of what. It wouldn't be Dragon Ball without errors. All right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, what words and all, but it's it's still it it was really good. And and P, the energy in that room was showing like people liked this. And you know, and, and I guess also to kind of wrap it up too, um, as uh, we wanted to talk briefly about after the movie was over. Uh, there was supposed to be a Q&A, but unfortunately, because we ran a tiny little bit late, there wasn't a whole lot of time. So they only had time to answer uh, one question. And somebody asked, um, thank God it was a good question. Um, they asked to uh, Masako Nozawa and Sean Schemmel, what is it about Goku that you guys think makes him such an iconic character? You know, Masako Nozawa simply said, Goku is everybody's friend. And uh, and Schemmel was saying, yeah, I echo that. And, you know, he's pure of heart and he's... You know, for all his flaws as a person, he's he's still an iconic, like memorable, good person that you know does all this stuff and et cetera. And yeah, he's everybody's friend and and et cetera. And he's and uh, and it was it was just a it was a it was a nice like positive note to end 
everything on, I would say, um, you know, and, the, and then, of course, just like the, the Japanese representatives and staff folks, um, you know, gave the shout out to the, to the, uh, the animation team and, and they thanked everybody for coming to see it and they hope that they enjoyed it. I was really hoping I could get the chance to ask, uh, this movie was, was so great. May we have another, please? Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just to get any sort of like, you know, cause I mean, I remember, I think when you met, uh, Nasuko Nozawa at one of the conventions, I think, wasn't she hinting to you? Like, oh, uh, that was, that was Jake at the Hawaiian convention. Yeah. It was one of those, oh, like, that's right. am I allowed to say something? Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said, that. uh, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I was hoping to at least maybe get some kind get of, one of like, those, you know, yeah. yeah, but, uh, I mean, I'm pretty confident, like, we'll, we'll probably get some more stuff at some point, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know what? And, and, and not to say, uh, oh, no, the next one will be better. And, you know, maybe it might be, but that certainly doesn't invalidate this one. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't go see it, especially if you love the franchise. It is, it is absolutely worth your time. And, uh, you know, if, if nothing else, you'll, you'll definitely get a few laughs and a few uh, jaw, jaw-dropping moments of like, whoa, you know. And you'll, you'll feel like you're 10 again. There's a nine-year-old born every day. <laughs> and now they're 10. Well, yeah. it sounds like from the couple people we've had see the movie, if you go into it looking to have a good time, you're going to come out of it having a good time. And I think um, that's what we all want to do with Dragon Ball. So let's bring it to a close. You had a, a good note to end the experience there. Let's use that same note to end our experience here. Chris, it's been a pleasure having you. I'm pretty sure last time on the show, I said youtube.com slash Kerberfer. I believe it's Kerberfer15 is a YouTube channel, right? Yes, unfortunately, because I... Uh, <laughs> you didn't get there. Um, no, well, it's it's 15 was an age, not at the time that I made the channel, but uh, I, I think, yeah, I think it was taken up and, you know, whatever. But, uh, but no, I appreciate that nonetheless. Yeah, if, if you guys want to go check out, um, I did a... Mike was talking about it briefly. I, I did... Uh, a seven episode, kind of more than that, because I had some two parters or whatever. Um, interviews with, with talking with different people and uh, talking about different aspects of the franchise leading up to the movie. Uh, the final one of those, which is uh, Ben Diskin and I talking about, are also just more of our uh, specific kind of general reactions to the movie. Uh, will be going up on uh, Tuesday the fourteenth, and uh, I'm sure I'll probably do more of them in, in, in the future. Um, maybe I'll have Mike on more of them again because uh, because people really liked the the one that you did with me. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Very well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, and also, I want to give some, some shout-out thanks on this podcast while I have a moment to thank Mike for uh, the technical help on several episodes because I uh, don't even have Windows Movie Maker. I have a program that I put a flash file into with audio in it and export it, and it only allows me to export videos that are up to about 22 minutes long. So Mike was very gracious on uh, two videos the past week or so. Uh, to export those for me and have them uploaded for you. So thank you, Mike, for helping me out with that. How the hell do you make professional things? Like, I don't understand. How do you- <laughs> I, I know. It, it's so, I literally don't even like, know how to use or own a, a, like, a, a, the most basic video editing program in the goddamn world. I need to just get a copy of like Premiere or something and just like press a couple buttons and do a thing or whatever. Learn something from you or Scott or whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with Mike. Do the thing. And then you get the yeah, thing. And yeah, it's all right sometimes. Although I got to say, I listened to the episode, uh, you and our buddy Scott Kaiser Neko, uh, you ended up doing the same thing with him that you did with me, which was say we're going to talk about Dragon Ball and end up talking about comparing the English dub and the Japanese version for an hour. How do you get that out of us? I don't know. Well, it's because we, we well, Scott and I have very, very extensive knowledge about how a lot of that stuff works because we've got a lot of voiceover work now and and now we've both gotten to know a lot of the people that worked on the show and everything and there's just so much like like to dissect i mean i did three of those did you know voice acting videos about it and i have enough material to write two more of them i'm sorry i haven't updated that in a while sorry guys um but yeah so i mean it's it's just i don't know it's interesting it's not out of like oh because it sucks it's just because it's like fun to dissect some of that stuff stuff for sure yeah so if if you're enjoying listening to Chris, you want to hear more Chris, you want to hear more of other friends that we've even had on this show, uh, go check it out. There's a couple hours worth of more material. I actually have a whole playlist now of oh, all good. of the Dragon Ball Z-related uh, curb blocks that I've done, including the ones that were before this series, too, so if you want to go check those out. One, one last thing I want to say, by the way. <laughs> Uh, I was recently catching up with uh, a very old acquaintance of yours and Mary, Mike, uh, Eric Vale. Oh, no kidding. Um, because he actually didn't even know that the movie was happening. And I told him, uh, Trunks has got a little a little bit in there. He said, oh, good, because I was sad about not getting to join the fun <laughs> on Battle of Gods. And then I joked about, like, you know, I hope the next movie is, uh, I was tweeting about this jokingly, but, I, but I, now I actually think I really mean it. I want the next movie to be Goten and Trunks, because, you know, time is passing. I want them to be 13. 
partially because I think it would be good for for Eric to be able to take over on little kid trunks for the teenage version, which would be fun as hell. Uh, about Goten and Trunks going through puberty. <laughs> that would possibly, be fun. Possibly Goten finding out that he likes girls because he ends up being a playa when he grows That's up right. to a teenager. Right. And Trunks is the one who already has a girlfriend in the form of Mai. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I am totally serious. I want that as the next movie. Toei, make it happen. God damn it. <laughs> all right. So you got more Chris listenings. If you want them, you heard all about what you can check out there. So check out those. Watch Tome. All that good stuff. I have been Mike Vegito EX. We will join you again in the future for the next episode of the show, which shall be 380 whenever that episode happens to be www.kanzensuu.com. That is the address of the website. That is the website that is being broadcast into your ears right now. We get all the news. We get all the articles. We get all the interview translations. We get all the guides. We got more wiki work going on. There's stuff behind the scenes. Lots of things coming your way. It's been a pleasure. Chris, you have last word. I'm afraid to give it to you, but wrap up the show. Uh, thanks for listening to Konzenshu, the podcast. And uh, I love you all. Really, I do. Choose love, not hate. Choose- Goku is everyone's friend, even yours. No matter how horrible of a person you are, he's always there for you. Goku is your savior. <laughs> thank you for joining. Everybody, Mike, thank you for letting me join you. And uh, we'll see you next time on Dragon Ball Z. Get off my We can change history, stop his hunting countries, justice in the seven balls, romance, get, get, gimme. Your planet turned to ash, this intake will be smashed, scouter broke and crashed, now I'll show you my super My transformation, no admiration. Shake the land apart, it, 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 it's wounds apart, but I'm going to your heart, welcome to my dark side. Freeze, 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 Lord of the galaxy, get all the parasites. Freeze, 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 when, when, last suffering and die, die, die. All right, lovely, stop and save.